0: He has that next step for you. Let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you. When I was a young man, my mom decided that my my brothers and I need etiquette coaching. Surprise. So she actually hired a coach To come into our house and teach us which fork was the proper fork. She taught us how to stand up properly and to introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm Doyle. And to have a little bit of a spiel about who we are, what our experience was, who who we were. I believe that every child needs this now, all right? She also made me go and learn my Color Me Beautiful palette. That's why I'm wearing blue today, all right? (laughs) It goes with my eyes, and uh, hello. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and are you ready to stand up and say, you know, my life has been transformed by my relationship with God. I used to bounce around, but now I'm just kind of steady, consistent, hope-filled every day. What's your story? But stand up and say, you know, I'm going to stand up because I believe that I'm created by God, I have significance, and that God is there, okay? Secondly, God's Word and God's people. Are you going to stand up for God's Word and God's people? I'm, I'm tired of people who, who apologize for the church. Tell me, where would orphanages be, schools be, science be, government be, without the church? Our government, our form of government was built upon a concept that every human being is valuable and should be a part of the governed. Hello! You cannot have our form of government without a belief that there is a moral law and a moral character. It's why we have the Ten Commandments on, on our justice system. If we abandon morality and God, then where will that come from? And so you've got to start with just the idea that 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 the church and God's word are important. The Bible says that the word of God in Hebrews is sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts between the spiritual and the material. So, so that Jesus that walked through the wall, yeah. There's something about the word of God that gives you access to that supernatural realm that, that understands something that's beyond just the physical world in which you and I live. And so you and I, we, we have to embrace this idea that, that there's this, this holiness and this relationship to God and, and all that this... And that's why the Word of God becomes important. And I know a lot of people have a lot of things to rip on the Bible, but let me tell you, I've studied it. Of all the ancient texts in the world, it is the most reliable, most sourced ancient book in history. More copies... Everything about it, just do a little research, I promise you. I had to do it myself. I I, I did it because I wanted to know what I was believing. It was part of that process. When I was 19, I flung myself into it. I flung myself into understanding world religions and understanding the Word of God. Why? Because I believed for me to be intelligently engaged in this, I had to put myself into it to really understand it. I wasn't willing to be just a bystander. And then thirdly, moral values and godly people in government. In in 1 Timothy, it says that you ought to pray for the kings and the people in power so that that peace might reign so that the gospel can go out. And what what Paul is telling Timothy is this. Listen, without, without godly government, without morality... Then, then you and I cannot have a society where people can live and experience God. And so you and I have to stand up for moral values, and we have to stand up for a godly government. Now you say, well, why don't I don't understand what the big deal is. Well, you and I have lived in our society for the past 20 plus years, and we've made an argument again and again in our culture I'm not saying we that I have, but our culture has that what we really are is secular humanist, and that what we really need is a secular society and that's what we want. But I just want to be clear on this. If we take God out of the equation, what's to determine what's right and what's wrong? And how do we not know that that's not going to fluctuate? Most of the people that I have known in my life that were were, were genuinely agnostics. They said, well, I don't believe in God. You know, I want to set God aside. It was because they wanted to set God aside so that they would have the freedom to do whatever they wanted to because they knew without God there's no restraint. And see, that's the honest truth. But let me ask you this. If you truly believe that there is no God, you set Him aside and there is no God, can you tell me where does love come from? Because see, if you and I are just a... A being out here of, of, of random chemicals, how can I look at you and say I love you? And what guarantee do you have that I'll stay around if I've told you I've loved you? Because see, there is no, there's no moral imperative because as soon as I'm done with you and I find someone else that's better for me... I move on, and if I'm a company, I only, carry, I only care about what makes the bottom line work. And corporations that are arguing for a secular society and to remove God from the, from the workforce and the place in which we live, what they're really saying is, I'm here to do what's best for me as long as I'm here. And see, we need morality. We need some system. And if we all know that one day we're going to be judged and we're going to meet our maker... Hello? I've told you that I'm, I'm guilty of the Great British Baking Show. I have now watched every episode. They should give me a badge. I should get an award of some kind. But I've noticed something. I've noticed something. They bring, they, they bring their goods before the judge. And the judge cuts into it. They taste it. Paul and Prue... Yes, that's how much I've watched it. It's ingrained in my mind. Your biscuit doesn't snap. I really like a biscuit to snap, Paul says. You know, it, they, your sponge, it's a little dry. And here's the person standing there. You're right. I left it in too long. I didn't cook it long enough. You're right. And they're like, thank you. And I'm like, these, these guys are all in. They're all in. Now, I, because I've run out of those, Jennifer has forced me on to other things. <laughs> and I've noticed a new pattern. They come before the judge and they argue. The new pattern, Now, can I tell you, I I know why this is. There's a producer standing over there. And the producer wants to create the tension to keep the audience. They don't care if it's true or not, okay? We live in a world that wants produced lives to get the clicks, to get the watches, to get the views. And you need to know, there's, there's something wrong there. But if you believe that one day you will stand between, before the, the great white throne of judgment and the Lord of life, and you'll stand before your Creator, and you're going to argue? No, 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 my sponge is perfect. Yeah. I submit you're going to look more like the witch from Oz that's just a pool at the end. See, you and I have to understand judgment is good. When Peter looked into Jesus' eyes and he said, do you love me? That's what you and I are going to see from the Lord of life and the Lord of creation one day. And he's going to say, hey, I watched your life. I know you gave your life to me. Did you feed my sheep? Hmm. Did you reorganize your schedule according to me? Did you live your life? See, we if you and I will stand up, if we'll stand up and say who we are, who God is in our life, if we'll stand up for the, for the Word of God and God's people, I mean, where would the world be without the churches that created schools and orphanages and hospitals? I mean, think about it. We changed the penal, stu- the, 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 j- the jails and all of the different forms of correction. We call it corrections today. Because of the church. Do not be afraid of godliness. It's good for you. Lean into godliness. Be afraid of ungodliness. Step away from it. I was thinking about this. I had a dream, and in this dream, a friend brought me a a tiger cub. Got a picture of a tiger cub. That's right. Oh, so sweet. In the dream, they handed me this little tiger cub and I'm holding it. And I'm I'm, I'm being careful because of being raised around animals. I have some imagination of how I would handle that thing. And I said, this thing weighs 25 pounds, maybe. They said, yeah. You want to keep it? I said, oh, no. I handed it back to them. In the dream, I handed it back to him. I said, No, that thing grows up to be that thing. That's 900 pounds of muscle that wants to eat you like a Slim Jim. <laughs> hey, you see what I'm saying? And yet, this is what you and I do. We, we look at ungodly behavior and we're like, Oh, that's so cute. So cuddly. It's just one time. It's just one drink. It's just one date. It's just, it's just one horoscope reading. It's just one palm reading. And the next thing you know, you're waking up somewhere, looking at the ceiling and saying, how did I get into this? Hmm. See, ungodliness looks tame at first like you can handle it it's not the beginning it's where it's leading you to that you need to be careful on and 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 you and i if we'll stand up in our generation if we'll speak out about the ungodliness and and how godly behavior has changed our life our world needs that we need the salt we need the light we need us right now do not forget that and if you want to grow spiritually You need the moxie to do this. Our world has no moral imperatives and no direction if we remove God and His people from our society. You need to be clear on that. The closer you and I are to Jesus, the less we feel a part of this world and the less the desire within us to to be like this world, and we begin to distance ourselves from that ungodliness. And we become more at ease with holiness. And that's the way you and I can, can look at ourselves in the mirror and we can say, I'm God's child. I'm loved. I'm valuable. Let me tell you my story. See, that's, that's, that's what we need today. A love for God and less for this world. Okay? So how do you stand? Let me give you a biblical example, and I'm going to give you some practical examples from our world as I close. What does standing up look like? Well, standing up looks like Esther. If you don't know the story of Esther, let me give you a brief introduction, and I'm going to challenge you to read it on your own time, uh, because of time. But basically, if you've ever heard the story of Cinderella, more than likely it originated somehow connected to Esther. Esther was an orphan child a jewish girl who uh went to live with her uncle mordecai and somehow she finds her way to the palace of one of the most powerful nations of the world at that time she becomes the queen of persia now you need to understand queens in those days did not hold the throne alone because the king also had a harem along with that so it's not a picture of what you and I would want to say as a perfect marriage, don't look at it that way. What's interesting about her is this that there's always been this thread, this theme throughout world history that wants to exterminate. The message of God and God's people. In particular, the Jewish people, but in more recent times, the church has come under fire as well. You need to understand that. We experienced the Holocaust, and we have people that are still denying it to this day, and yet it's been a common occurrence again and again in history, exterminate those who represent God. Whoa! Well, that arises during the time of Esther's rise to be queen. Her uncle hears word of it. He sends one of her servants to tell her that they're coming to kill all the Jews. You need to go to the king. She says, if I go to the king and he's not invited me, it's the rule, off with your head. You're asking me to risk my life. Her uncle says, yeah, what's your point? Now that's really interesting in a world when we're asked not to risk our lives. You and I need to be willing to risk our lives for the purpose of Christ Jesus. Okay? I know a lot of people have risked their lives for drugs, alcohol, and ungodly behavior. It's time for some people to risk their lives for some godly stuff. I'm not saying be rude or obnoxious. I've already covered that. Let's not go there. In this conversation, the short and the sweet of it is, he says, who knows, but that your life was for such a time as this. And I'm here to tell you that your life is for such a time as this. Whether you like it or not, you were born in this time and your Creator brought you here at... This time, so this is your time and my time. Let's get some moxie. You know what I'm saying? It's time for us to stand for something besides ourselves. We live in a world of causes. Let your cause be Christ Jesus. We live in a world that's looking for meaning and purpose. Let your purpose come from your Creator. Let your life be breathed with the Lord of life's life and live it out for Him. It makes a difference. Queen Esther did it, and the nation was saved. Who knows we'll be saved because your life and mine can be lived for His. See, you have a calling. You have a purpose You were designed by your Creator to breathe life and love into the world. Are you ready to stand for this generation? Now, I want to give you some other people that have stood because of the cause of Christ. We talk about women's rights in our world, but but let me give you a figure that you really need to hone in on. Her name is Madam C.J. Walker, all right? Those of you that are here that are from an African-American heritage may know more about Madam C.J. Walker than others in this room are online right now. But what I want to tell you about her is this. It was her relationship with God that caused her to become the multimillionaire that she was. Do you hear me? Look at when she lived. Look at the color of her skin. She's the first African-American woman to become a millionaire in our history. And and she, 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 she told her story about how God spoke to her and gave her this creation. And she began to use it to bring healing and life to other people. And she gave women jobs. And she, her philanthropy later started schools and education. She's an amazing woman. But it all came out of her identity as a Christian. She didn't do it. For worldly means, she did it because of her relationship with God, and that's what propelled her, was her spiritual life. Next is what I call science. You and I have lived through a generation when science is, has somehow become uh, so powerful. And, and I run into these figures. I'm going to introduce you to somebody. I didn't, I didn't put his picture up. I should have. His name is John Lennox. He's a mathematician uh, from England, and, and he is done some of the most amazing uh, intersection between science and philosophy and worldview, you need to get to know John Lennox. But one of the things that, that he's been discussing in recent years is just the finely tuned nature of our world. For example, Jupiter. Jupiter and Saturn are just the right distance and placed in the right place in our universe to really protect our world okay? The way our world is designed, meaning the earth, its tilt and everything, everything about it is just perfect. It's kind of like when you walk into the house, when you get home from work maybe, and and the dinner table is set, you're like, all right. You know someone did that. You know that the table did not set itself. You know that someone has a plan and life is good. We're eating tonight, right? Right? Well, when you look at our world and you look at the way our bodies are designed, there's just no way that it just happened. Somebody had to do something intentionally to make that work. And that's the message of science. And you're in my generation, but most of us aren't reading it because we're intimidated. We think, well, no way I could understand it all. Just begin. Start with John Lennox. He's a great place to begin. All right. And you'll love his accent. Okay. Number two is racism. I know that Our worldview as Christians is is that everyone is created by God. That's a given. What's interesting is it was Christians that have stood up, especially in your and my world, meaning Ohio. Do you know know the story of Wilberforce University? In 1855, 1855, before the Civil War, a group of people here near Xenia, Ohio, started a school to educate people of color. I mean, think about this. This is the, the first president, the bishop, Daniel A. Payne, an A.M.E. Uh, minister and, and educator, and, and he and another group of people, including the governor of Ohio at that time, all right, it was Governor Chase, I believe it was at that time, they started this school. Now, it's, it's named Wilberforce, All right, because of William Wilberforce, who was the abolitionist and and British politician. If you don't know William Wilberforce's life, he came to know the Lord, and because of that relationship, he gave his life to fighting against slavery. You say, Well, Pastor, why are you making this big deal? I know that this is because it was their relationship to God, it was their identity with God, it was the moral word of God that says it's wrong to treat people this way. It's through your relationship with God that you and I have the courage to stand. If, if it's not, we won't stand in our own strength. We'll just go from, from wave to wave to, to movement to movement. But what God does is He leads us in a life that, that's never-ending in celebrating Him and in sharing Him. And the reason I I challenge you to that is as you go to the word of God, as you worship him, as you serve him, you will be transformed and you will be a life giving source of the hope of God in the world in which you live the same way that Madam Walker was, the way John Lennox is today, the way Esther was, the way uh, Bishop uh, Payne was and Wilberforce, you can be the next light in this dark world, in your generation, in my generation, and if we all do it together, the light comes on and the light shines on what? Jesus Christ, the Messiah. That's the solution. That is the solution. It transforms hearts and transforms lives. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. If you'll pray with me right now, I believe that God's going to move, that God's going to change some lives, that God is going to transform the world in which we live in. And so I invite you right now, let's just, let's do this together. Let, let's not waste any more time. Let's just bow our heads and go before God. Let's just pause and pray for our children and our grandchildren. Father, your word uh, speaks of our families as though they are a quiver, like they are arrows in the hands of a skilled archer. God, you know that when that archer grabs that bow and he pulls it back, he's very intent. The, the king came to the man of God and he said, strike the ground with the arrows, and he did not strike it enough. And he said, too bad. He said, if you had struck the ground more, more would have happened. So today, we strike the ground on behalf of our arrows, on behalf of our children and our grandchildren, and we aim them at you. We are praying today that our children and our grandchildren would be submitted to you. You wanted our quiver to be full. You have given us this quiver and we're asking you if it is your decision to give us more, that that is our submission to you. But God, we're praying that our children would honor you, that they would serve you. God, we're praying that they would get... The best education to fit their gifts, their ability, so they might fulfill their calling, which would bring glory to your name and would bring more people into the kingdom of God, into your fellowship and serving you. Total submission and obedience to your authority and power. That's our prayer. It's our prayer that they would submit our, their selves to your will the way we have had to learn to submit ourselves. May they have a heart for prayer. May they have a hunger for righteousness. May they have a knowledge of your word. may they be able to stand against the devil's schemes and the evil lies of this present darkness and that they would lead they would lead their generation even better than we have ours in jesus name we pray amen you know i know i know that that prayer was good and that you were part of that but i want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here right so would you go to yournextstepnow.com, that's our website, and give us your email address, and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address, and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me, and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. The, this community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. Your next step is the ministry of the Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.